Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Although it is your Friday, Shauna. It is my Friday. You got a long, long, long weekend this weekend. I do. I'm uh, heading out to Vegas tomorrow. And going to my boyfriend there, and we're going to go, yeah, see that U2 show that we've been talking about. So cool. Just kind of hang out in Vegas, so. Uh, and you're back on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I'm technically back on Sunday, uh, and back on the show on Tuesday with you. We're off on Monday for, of course, for the Thanksgiving long weekend, so it'll be the better part of a week before you hear Sean again, although you will hear her voice uh, on the two solo shows that I'm going to host this week. I'll we got, make a cameo. We got more soup parodies coming your way. Yeah. Uh, also, I have some etymology requests, if you don't mind leaving those with me before you take off. Of course. Okay, cool. So if you miss Shauna, she'll be here. I will in be spirit here. I will. For the next couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, on today's show, we talked about the coolest bands. Who do you think is the coolest band ever? Or even the coolest solo musician my buddies, er, my my boys, also my buddies, I guess, Bo yeah. and Brigham, told me a really funny story about a kid at their school who cracked a teacher's bike lock. Ridiculous. Uh, we're going to talk about jobs that should have an age limit, if any of them do, and a hilarious story from one of Shauna's teacher friends after your out-of-context clip of the show. Your mouth. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend of mine is a teacher, and she was telling me that she... Uh, she went to get her old sin cave waxed up there, and when she arrived, there was a student working the reception desk. Oh. And I was just like, that might be one of the worst places to have to see a student. Like, it would be far worse if the student was your actual waxer. That's what I was going to say. The reception desk isn't too bad. No, but even still, like, approaching there and being like, yeah, I have an appointment to get the, the old smuggler's hatch cleaned up here. Um, here to get my fun dip wax. Yeah, I'm here to go and get that clam jam just cleaned up. Can you uh, <laughs> can you let them know I'm here? Like, but I that's mean, awkward, too. I feel like people who work in that industry are pretty cool about it, you know? Like, you think you- so, but not... I mean, it's your teacher. Like, you know... If I was working that reception desk and my teacher walked in, I'd be telling everybody, right? And being like, oh, yeah, she was there to get her kitty whistle done. Ah, and- that's so unprofessional, uh, though. Yeah. You would hope they'd be professional about it. Mm-hmm. Right? A bit of client confidentiality. Do you remember being in high school? Sometimes you're a little... Oh, you like know. one of her actual students, like mm-hmm. her current students, not yes. a former student. Nope, one of her. Oh, that changes students. things. I thought you meant a former nope, student. Nope, one of her current yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're I, you're telling everybody like I, I yeah. Uh, if you're older, that's different. Obviously, you're not going to go and call up your old classmates. Hey, you're, you're not going to guess who Ms. Hollowatch. <laughs> she was getting her clam jam done. <laughs> not going to okay? guess whose piss mitt I had on my waxing table this afternoon. You'll never guess. You'll never ahead. know. Go ahead, okay? take a guess. Go ahead. Yeah, can you imagine? I got to see you right in her grand funk. Okay, <laughs> right. Up the- no, yeah. <laughs> Right oh in her grand God. funk is railroad, there, hey? Is there anything? 
would there be anything worse than that? Uh, I think you would. You would immediately request a new waxer, the, right? Can I get like, someone else, yeah, someone I, I didn't teach when they were young. That's absolutely like no. Yeah, you cannot get no. Yeah, but I, again, like maybe you could all be adults about it. Like mm. teachers have five holes too, man. Like this is. <laughs> They got five holes, and they also look after I would after be asking them, for a bribe. So. I'd be like, you give me an A, and I won't tell anybody about the shape of your Wichita, okay? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. McKenna and I are throwing a Halloween party at the end of the month. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Are you coming? I'm coming. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Good. I've invited everyone from the station here. I hope they're coming. So, yeah. Uh, we're trying to come up with some ideas for the decorations. We want to, de- we want to do it up, you know? Um, yeah. So, we have, some, we have some ideas. Um can you run a smoke machine in your house? Yes. You can? Yes. You won't like damage anything or? It's uh, a good question. Okay. <laughs> I have run a smoke machine in my house before. Okay. Or my and parents' house at least. Nothing bad fine. happened? Yeah. Okay. Nothing happened. Well, so. I'm going to look into a smoke machine. That'll be good. Um, yes. Actually, the last Halloween, I we have a dry ice guy. We do have a dry ice guy. I had So there was another idea I had. You know my famous party hooch that I make? Yep. Uh, uh, Everclear pre-workout mix. Yes. I want to get a big punch bowl. Yep. And it's already like an unnatural color, this drink. And yes. then I want to have the dry ice in there. So 100%. the punch bowl is just like... Well, no, we were going to do a cauldron drink. And then we, yeah. it, we ran out of time. But yes, the dry ice guy, I can uh, I can contact him. I was I was itching to contact him just for my own fun dry ice. Yeah. So, yeah okay, got to do the Kay. dry ice too. Great. I, w- I wonder if I can get my hands on some sort of cauldron. Yes, absolutely. That's a, better than a punch bowl. Oh, that's what I... Oh, I can help you with this. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a big decoration person myself, so... I was thinking of, like, doing a bunch of candles. Okay, that's it a just, little more dangerous. In places where they hopefully won't get tipped over. This is the thing, right, with candles? Yeah. Is that's, yeah, a little more risk. risk. But yeah. I think that would be cool if, like, it would most of the, the party was lit by actual candlelight. Mm-hmm. That would be very eerie, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. Like a spooky old house. Um, I just saw the sweet game idea for Halloween that okay. I think is great. It's uh, it's called Ghost Roulette. So somebody had took a bunch of mini bottles and then they covered each one with a little white sheet that they're all little ghosts. And then you kind of just play a roulette game where you can then, you know, you get a surprise of whichever little mini oh. bo- bottle it is. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that and I was like, ooh, that's a good start. Like putting little ghost sheets on things so you don't know what it is that's in there. That's a good idea. Yeah. So you don't know what you get then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of fun there too. Maybe you get whiskey. Maybe you get tequila. I saw a charcuterie Bailey's. board that looks like a skeleton that I would love to make as well. So maybe I'll make that and bring it to your party. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I thought of having like, um, like on the TV... Just like playing quiet, like with no with no volume, but like classic slasher flicks. Oh yeah, like just cycling through some of the greatest hits. Or just that Set ring, the, moon. the ring thing with the flashy, scary girl that just oh, makes everybody jump. Oh, that'd be good too. On a loop, something like that could be fun. And then for music, I thought it could just be me beatboxing the Goosebumps theme song yep. on a loop. Perfect. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know that one, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. and that just like kind of all nice, like. Yep. Like an eight-hour loop of that that For we just sure. kind of party just to. Your mouth. Like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that would get really this annoying. This is going to so be a fun party. I'm definitely going to find the plug for that. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. A friend of mine is a firefighter in Ontario, and uh, he was telling me that there is a mandatory retirement age for firefighters. Really? I didn't realize. 
So the mandatory age, he said, is 60. And I guess it's a little cloudy. It depends on the department or something like that. But a few, quite a few, from what he gathers, do have a mandatory retirement age. And I was like, I wonder if we have that here. Like, do firefighters here have to retire by a certain age? I'd never heard of that. I know we have a few firefighters who listen to the show, so maybe they can let us know. Yeah, clarify. I, I tried to look into this a little bit, but there doesn't seem to really be a definitive answer that I could find either. So I, I don't know. But what's your take on this? I'm curious because for me, the question comes down to, like, there are some 60-year-olds that are more able-bodied and in better shape than the 20-year-olds Oh, absolutely. A lot of people. Very fit 60-year-olds, yeah. And then there are others who maybe are, you know, aging a little less gracefully and maybe Mm -hmm. should be retiring or maybe can't handle the full brunt of what they do. It doesn't seem like it needs to be based on age. Well, that's just it. I wonder if it's like an insurance thing. Probably. Because you know that insurance has no problem discriminating against anybody, nope. right? They can discriminate against you for whatever reason they feel. Yep. Your age, your gender. Absolutely. Insurance don't care. Nope. They take the stats and they go, see this? This shows some sort of pattern well, here, so we're going to charge you for that. To, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I was thinking that as well. Like maybe it would come down to a test, not an age. Like why would that be important at all? Then I was thinking, are there any careers that you think there should be a mandatory retirement age of? Age limit for? Yeah. President of the United States. Mm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, I, I joke, but I mean, the two front runners again this time around are very old. Totally. Very, like, like could die in office old. And that is a discussion that I know that they're having, right? Yeah. Being like, do we want to put somebody in office? Yeah. Um, like I mental don't know. capacity like that is tough too, right? Because as it, you get older, you're not as sharp maybe. and It would be jobs like... You know, like fire and police and stuff. Although, you know, I know quite a few people, actually a surprising number of people who have become police officers later in life. Interesting. Like well into their 40s, they start their policing career. Right. And so, like 40s, obviously, it's totally fine. But, but yeah, if you're going to have a there. lengthy career, then you will be older yeah. by the time you're ready to, to pack it in. It's true. And I mean, there are, there are benefits that come with age, right? You have a different outlook on the world yep. than a young person would. So Totally. I mean, there are pros and cons to it. I don't know. I don't know if there is any job where you should be forced out at a certain age. No, I think it's, it's it, funny because I I've had a couple even teachers who got to a certain age, and it wasn't that they you know weren't capable of teaching, but got to the age where you could tell they were so burnt out. Oh that yeah, they just didn't want to be there anymore. I had a few that were like checking their watch to retirement. Hey, Honestly, three more years. Yep, of this. like yep. they did not care what was going on in their class. It was, but that's not an age thing. And that's not an age thing. That's, that's just a, a length of your career. That's it. Okay, get out. Out. Again, though, like that would be a a test requirement, which they don't do. But But it's a case by case basis. Like you said, I mean, yes, mental, your your wherewithal does start to go eventually, but we all have anecdotes of people who are in their 90s and are sharp as a tack, right? So, I mean, members of the Supreme Court, you know, judges, people like that who get, and there's no mandatory age requirement, but you hear stories of of people who they're so unaware that you have this judge and they're like, oh, great, like, (laughs) They don't even know what's going on. And like usually death does take people out of those roles, right? Like, I think he just died up there. (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna podcast. My boys told me this funny story yesterday. So they're eight and six. And they said one of the kids at their school managed to pick a teacher's bike lock. Oh, wow. To to crack the the, the lock combination. Okay. And I said, how? How did they... And it was a combo lock. It was a combo lock. And I said, how did they crack the lock? And Bo's like, he just guessed it. 
he guessed what her combination was. What? And I said, how is that possible? Like the reason that they have those those combinations because there's so many different like possible combinations yes. of, uh, of 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 codes. And he's like, well, it was it was poop. So oh my god, the lock is that, one of those alphanumeric ones like with letters. Oh my god, and the code was poop. That is the funniest. Are you kidding me? And I was like. If you're a teacher yes. at an elementary school, why would you? You can't make your combination for anything poop. poop. That's like one of the top three guesses that kids yes. are going to try. You know how they have those lists for adults that are like one, <laughs> two, three, four. Do not put your password, password. as that. If yeah. you are an elementary school teacher, <laughs> number one would be poop, followed maybe by boob. Yeah, boob. Boob. I would say any of the, the four oh, letter swear my. words. Yep. Uh, wow. You can't have that. That is so funny. Like, <laughs> Holy crap. Like, what are the chances? And they probably like. The only wow. thing I can think is she wanted them to try. She was like, let's see if any of the kids are clever enough. Because that's the only reason that you'd have poop <laughs> as your combo lock as an elementary school teacher. Are you kidding? Yeah, like, geez, I hope none of these seven year olds guess this and steal my oh, bike. Oh, my lord. That's exactly what they're going to guess. They're that seven. That's so yeah, funny. Poop and boob. Who is this woman? I need to meet her. <laughs> Because that's they also didn't steal a- the bike. They just locked it back up, oh. but now they know her combination. So, uh, if you're listening and you're a teacher and your bike combination is poop, you should change. You should it. probably change that. Okay. Also, if you maybe she was gifted it by a student, you know, and it was just like, oh well, the combo's poop, and she's like, okay, I'll just leave it at that. That's the only other reason. You can't gift someone a lock. You don't, especially not as a teacher. What are we gonna do? Poop. That's what I'm gonna make this. The kids will never guess that. When I was in a in elementary school, there was this kid who he he I don't know how, but he knew how to pick bike locks. So at recess, he would go all the way down the bike rack, and he'd pick everybody's lock and figure out the combination, mm. and then he'd write it on the school. Okay. He'd, he'd go and scratch it into the paint on one of the portables, and then he'd lock it back up. He never stole any bikes, as far as I knew. What's that but kid up could. to these days? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what that or... guy's doing these okay. days. But if, he, he could steal your bike if he wanted to, because he knew he knew everybody's combination. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This little like. Were they all poop? Safe cracker. No, they were. <laughs> <laughs> is that bike, why every, every single, single bike, bike here is poop? Poop. 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 Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Another teachers. poop. The and Shauna podcast. I was listening to that new Black Pumas song we were playing, and uh, I was like, "Damn, that band is cool." Yeah, Black they Pumas have such are a just cool sound. They're so cool. Like mm-hmm. there's there's just swagger. Their sound is every time I hear them I'm like that is just a cool band. Smooth. So smooth. And then it got me thinking about who the coolest band might be. And of course this is completely subjective. Yeah. But I got there's at least some bands that I think everybody would probably put into the conversation when it comes to cool bands. Okay. And maybe you have an explanation for one that's, you know, off the radar a little more, but who would you even when you think of cool bands, Jeez, bands is tougher than solo artists. Solo for me. artists, I could you're right. Point yeah. to a lot of solo artists that I think are really cool. Well, but they're, Slash. Yeah, Slash. Is good, but the, the band as a whole has Not had as, uncool moments, right? Exactly. So That's it's it. tough when you're a, when you're a full band, and especially if they've had a really long career, because they'll have had opportunities to be not cool. Yes throughout that career and they've gone through eras where maybe they went one way and then it wasn't cool and it's true like i was thinking i think the rolling stones have been cool for a very long time but even like mick jagger did dancing in the streets with david bowie which was one of the most uncool things ever it's so uncool that maybe it is cool 
Maybe you're right. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe I'm the one who's wrong. Well, and but, that's the thing is that you you can judge them, and then it's how did they recover from that moment enough to sure be back did. cool? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess if you can have a, a real right? bad it, moment like a that. moment that bad, and you can still recover and still be considered cool. I mentioned Bowie. I, he would be on my list totally. because you got to think that like, you know, in Bowie's heyday, uh, people were not okay with gay folks. Nope. And Bowie was always just this kind of like mysterious androgynous. Yeah. You know, you're right. He and everyone was like, "Oh, it's Bowie. He gets a pass, which right?" Is amazing. He was. He made it so cool, cool to be himself. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. At a tough time. You're right. That's a big so, one. That is like, a big one. Jimi Hendrix is one. Oh my God! Like I just think of Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, he's so cool. And he died before he had an opportunity to be uncool. Yeah. His whole life was cool. Which does that, you know, down his cool points? Because it's like, well, he had a shorter, he's shorter run of being cool. So he didn't have to go through the eighties. <laughs> You didn't have to go through the making of bad decisions that a lot of bands went through. Yeah. Never did anything with a synth, as far as we know. No, no. Um, then I've always, like, sorry. I've always thought that uh, that Zeppelin was super cool because I think they did it right. Like they, yeah. When Bonham died, they stopped making music. Mm -hmm. They never tried to have a comeback. They were never like, you know, old men falling off the stage and stuff. No. Like they were just that was that was our impact on music, and now it's done. And yeah. But then they had like, you know. Jimmy Page did some uncool things, some some things that probably should have been illegal too. So I don't, I yeah. don't know. You're right, but again, I don't know if that detracts from the cool factor. Like people still consider Led Zeppelin to be very cool. Very so cool. yeah, I mean, that, I I'd probably keep that one. What about like some of the punk bands, like the Ramones? Okay, yeah. If you're talking about just like authentically doing what you want to do, then yeah. the punk bands have to be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I know hipsters will talk about Velvet Underground being really cool. Mm. See, I'm, I'm not familiar enough and that's to be able to make a comment on Just that. it. That's more, I think people, it's one of those things that people are like, oh, well, I love Velvet Underground because it's cool to even say that. But I'm like, is it, do you know much about the band or are you just saying that because it's cool to say you like Velvet mm, Underground? Because you've heard other cool people other say cool that. Other cool people say that, yeah. Uh, from our playlist, I think Pearl Jam has already been, always been pretty cool. Ah, interesting. Although, yeah. I wasn't really paying attention enough when Pearl Jam was very politically active. Right. So maybe that rubbed some people the wrong way. Perhaps. I wonder if you disagree with them politically, if you I would think, think they're cool. But I've always thought that they're a band that conducted themselves quite well. You know who an up and coming cool is? An up and cooler Who's is that? Grandson. Grandson's very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, just does, again, his own thing. And when we saw him at One one Weekend Only, unbelievable. Like, just does his own thing. Very cool. What about Miles Davis? Yes. It's funny that you brought up Miles because that was the last person that I had that I was considering, too. Miles Davis is the coolest. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Like, that's got to carry some weight, doesn't it? I think it? so. I, that might be the top. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I find a lot of people get a little down at this time of year. Uh, just the summer is kind of officially over, and that winter is kind of, you can you can smell it coming yep. in the air. And you can see it now in the mountains. And uh, it's funny because my dad, though, said something to me when I was visiting over the weekend. And he said, I was like, oh, that's a, a, a nice way of putting things into perspective. He was like, yeah, the days are getting shorter, but guess what? We're only 11 weeks away from the days getting longer again. And I never really thought about that. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, the winter solstice is only 11 weeks from now. And I was like... Oh, which of course is the shortest day of the year. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the days do start getting longer. Very gradually. Yes. Very gradually, but it happens. And I was like, you know what? That's a nice way of looking at it, Dad, because, 
you know, you you know now that these days are getting, and you're it's so obviously getting shorter, right? Yeah. You're like, oh god, every day. <laughs> so I'm like, knowing that, okay, it's only eleven weeks, and then we're gonna start getting longer days again. I kind of have to disagree with your dad here, Shauna. Do you? That is damn near a quarter of the year. Eleven weeks is more than a fifth of the year, almost a quarter of the year. Mm. And yeah. that's just till the shortest day of the year. That's not until it gets like noticeably better. No, I still so, thought it was a nice way of looking <laughs> that's at it. Five and a half pay periods. <laughs> that's uh, okay. Well, that Mr. Pessimist, I thought it was a nice way of saying. <laughs> I it actually anyway. think it makes it sound worse. Uh, okay. Only eleven weeks until we hit the 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 bottom. Yeah. Whew. That's mm. a long haul. Winter in this part of the world. Just is it's never easy, is nope. it? You just have to you have to mentally prepare yourself you do. for a bit of a long haul. I mean, I love it because I, I the snowboarding season is upon us. And you gotta have stuff to do in the winter or else it's it's not good. You do have to find you have to find some things to look forward to for sure. It's funny because most of my friends who lived and were born and raised in Calgary don't ski or snowboard. Really? And I find that strange because I'm like, you're the ones who live here. And they're all the ones that always talk about how depressed they get at this time of year. And I'm like, why wouldn't you get out to the mountains and do something in the winter to enjoy it a little more? No, well, it's expensive. Yeah. It is very like but was, there's other things you can do in the winter, right? Yeah. Like, and we've made a real point the last few years of like investing in some decent winter gear. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. There's no bad weather, just bad gear. That's, That's it. what we say. It. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, you gear up and you. Do your best to get out and get some fresh air and just... Yeah, like winter hikes yourself. and stuff are awesome. You know, if you have the gear and you're not cold, it's a great thing to do. The winter air is so refreshing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got One of my favorite hikes, the roads are closed in the winter, though, mm. because of... I think it's actually because of animal migration, right? They yeah, close them in so. the winter. Yeah, but there are still um, but a lot still of options. really nice ones. Yeah. There's still options. Just, yeah, like you said, anything just to get some fresh air in your lungs and keep you, keep you sane through these dark yes. 11 weeks and then... The, 11 weeks and then the, it starts the getting longer weeks again after though that, so there and you then go probably do more depending <laughs> if summer comes late but then it should oh, rolls around geez okay i i wish i didn't say anything because you've just <laughs> no, really I'm really sad really depressed everybody <laughs> the beckler and shauna podcast etymology with shauna i got a couple for you here um, the first one, this one's just kind of a, a weird nerdy one, but so I didn't realize, but the root of the word only is one and just never put two and two together with that. But that is where that, yeah, it's right there when you think about it, isn't it? It totally is. And also I was learning that, uh, one is spelled like that because historically it was actually pronounced with the long O like bone. Own? So it used to be like own. And then like only. And then only, yes. And that's why it still kind of exists in only, but it doesn't in one. We changed the pronunciation of it, but we never changed the spelling. But that's why we pronounce it the way we do. It still exists in like the words of bone and stuff. But when it comes to oh. one, we've changed how we say that. I've also never thought about how, if you were learning English, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many oh my God. frustrating things about English, yep. right? It's got to be a very difficult language to learn. But only looks like it should be pronounced only. Yeah. Doesn't it? It totally does. I know. Everything about it is very... And also, the word alone is a contraction of the words all one. That's how we got alone as well, which, again, something I never thought about. So Makes sense. It's all right there. Super nerdy stuff there. It's all right there. You just have to think about it. Um, also, I said the word sniper the other day. Mm -hmm. I was like, where do we get the word sniper from? So that originated in around the mid-1700s, and it was first coined by the British military in India. And the reason was that in India, these troops used to hunt a bird called the snipe. 
And Oh, I've heard of the snipe. Yep. Yeah. And it's a really small bird that travels really erratically and it's really hard to hunt. So if you actually succeeded in hunting the snipe, you were called a sniper. And that was a nickname for somebody who you just had a really good shot. You were called a sniper. And then over time, the British military used that to refer to a sharpshooter. They called you a sniper. But it's all because of that bird that was really tough to hunt. Wow. I never really thought about that either. I don't I don't hunt, but I never thought about how difficult some birds must be to shoot, right? Oh, yeah. Depending on how they fly, their flight patterns. Can you imagine trying to shoot a hummingbird? Yeah, or like a moth. Oh, it's my like, huh, God. Yeah, no, I'm over here. Yeah. Oh, you're never going to get me. You're oh. just like, geez, what is wrong with that oh, thing? Oh, Are you okay? Oh, 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 oh. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. In front of the show, Ryan sent me a, another good can't look cool doing. Oh, good. You can't look cool <laughs> Uh, pulling up to a parking spot a little too far, and your bumper scrapes the concrete parking stop. Oh, yeah. And he says, then you have to do that little reverse to get off of it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awful. That's nope. a rough one. Yeah. Because just the sound is so bad, too. It's like, true. ah, that's the worst sound. And everyone around is going to look, oh, that guy can't drive. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's um, a rough one. Could you imagine, too, if, let's say you're on like a first date. Oh, yeah. And you. You pick up your date, then you pull up at the restaurant and you scrape the bottom of your car as you're pulling in. You might as well pull back out, go home. Yep. Especially if you're really feeling your own car. You know? Yeah. Like you got a nice one and you're like, yeah, I'm cruising. And then you do that and you're like, you just took away all the cool points that your car gave you. Nope. Yeah. You're you're in a nice car and you're pulling up in front of a, you know, a cool restaurant or something. Oh, look at me. Um, Scrape. I meant to do that. No, you didn't. I swear. (laughs) I did one far worse though. Uh, My boyfriend lent me his car and he had a nice infinity at the time. And uh, I was in Regina, and it was one of those parking lots. You know they have those small concrete islands in the middle of some of the parking lots? So I was backing out, and I did not see it because it was not in my line of view. And I didn't remember that there was an island. And I backed right up on top of this island and got my boyfriend's nice infinity wedged up on there. You're high-centered? Couldn't get off? Couldn't get off. (laughs) My cousin was with me at the time. And he had to basically stand on the one side of the car as we tried to go back and forth, scraping it over this island. Finally get over. That, oh yeah. I've never heard a less cool story than that. At that point, like I should have just... I should have been done. I shouldn't yeah. even be a human anymore. No, oftentimes those islands will have a tree in them yeah, or even like some of those like orange sticks sort of so that you can see it. Yeah. This one didn't, eh? It That's had nothing. Not I, entirely your fault, but you still don't look cool. You don't to cool. I was situation. a little mad at the whole parking lot for that because <laughs> I was like, there's no way I would have seen that uh, jerk. But no, I, I was not cool. Did Cliff find out oh, the number yeah. that you did on his car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was the worst discussion. That's a tough one. It was rough. You'll often even see walking through a parking lot, how many people are so close, like how many bumpers are just like, just a hair above the curb. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. did you know? Did you know you were that close? Sometimes or you I park over uncool? top of that because mine doesn't hit. Like, and then I'll park over top of it a little. And even if you're just too nosed in, it looks it looks bad, right? Mm. Like you you want to line up with that a bit more. I'll look yeah. at that and be like, I look really uncool right now. I'll back off a bit. There, that's better. Give it the Lenny Kravitz test. Does Lenny Kravitz look cool scraping the bottom of his vehicle nope. off a concrete bumper? Absolutely not. He does not. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. No one does. The and Shauna podcast. Yeah, the bumper scrape. So. um... There's a hint I've got to pass on. Uh, the side mirror, um, If when you're pulling up to a curb, if you line up the curb to be just underneath um, your side mirror, that gives you about 10 or 
10 or 15 centimeters before you hit. Oh, you're talking like if you're parking side to curb, not like pulling straight in. Yeah, no, pulling straight in. When you pull straight in, if you line up the, the curb to just show underneath your side mirror. Ah, okay. Now, would that not depend on where you have your seat? Set? Uh, it, it does a bit, uh, but for the most part, it works on most vehicles. Okay. Yeah. I'm so gonna... I just thought I'd pass that, uh, that little tidbit on. I'm going to give that a go. That's good to know. Yeah. Like, it um, it, it, it saved my front bumper a, a hundred <laughs> times. Uh, and I, I was driving a, a Pontiac Solstice when I, when I learned this because uh, they have the other front bumper. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like you don't you don't want to rub up against that. Right. It's, it's, no. it's bad news. So yeah, no, if uh if you line her up just underneath your mirror, nine times out of ten it works. It does it does depend on where you have your seat. If you're if you're somebody that, you know, sits in the back seat while they're dri- while you're driving, <laughs> it might not yeah. work as well. <laughs> yeah. If you're one of those people who no one can see you in the driver's seat because you're so right. bad. Yeah. yeah. You don't even know that there's somebody driving. Yeah, you're like, there's a ghost in that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of how in driver training they told us when you pull up behind a vehicle at a stop at, at a red light, you should be able to see their their tires touch the ground. Right. That's and right. Then you'll have enough room to pull out if they were to die or yeah. 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 And you're less likely if somebody rear ends you to actually yes. smash into them. Yeah. Look at us. Those we, little tips we, and tricks help, man. The Backler and Shauna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. You know what we haven't talked about in terms of Shane Holmes' affordable customization? What? I would be curious to know, and I'm going to ask this next time we see him, what sort of, like, garage options there are? Oh. Because I'm a guy who spends a lot of time in my garage. My wood shop is out there. You sure do. And I have, like, I have a nice setup right now, but the garage isn't huge. Yeah. Because I could, I could use more space than I have. Um, and I'm wondering, like, if you were to build a, a home with Shane Holmes, like, what are your options in terms of what you put in your garage? I know guys who have, like, urinals in their garage and stuff, which Amazing. would be so nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's really fun because you can use that as a full, like, other space. Yes. You know? So it's really fun when people fully utilize that and make it into their own, basically, second room. Yep. Or get demand cave. Like, if it's plumbed and if it has, like, heat out there and even, you know, all the different epoxy floors you can put in garages and stuff now. It, yeah, you're right. It can be, like, a like an additional living space if you don't want to park a vehicle in there. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my friends who have had, like, full parties in their garage, right? And yep. it's the middle of winter and it's, it's just as warm. Mine isn't heated, so it doesn't stay that warm. But no. if I were to build with Shane Holmes, I would look into that. Absolutely. Yeah. ShaneHolmes.com. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. If you look at a bird's eye view of Calgary today, you'll see an abundance of trees and green space. Trees surround the city and line the streets, and it almost looks as if trees have always grown naturally here. But that's not the case. In fact, nearly every single tree in Calgary was strategically hand-planted. Prior to the 1880s, Calgary was virtually treeless and instead was a barren, windswept slice of prairie. But as European settlers descended upon the area, the idea of tree planting became a priority, mainly because they were needed to provide a windbreak for those living here. In the mid-1880s, civic planners dreamt that Calgary would become what they referred to as the City of Trees. So when the town of Calgary was officially incorporated in May of 1884, they started to hand out spring 
spruce trees to taxpayers for a small fee. The idea of a city of trees was largely brought to life by William Pierce. Pierce believed in what was called the City Beautiful Movement. The idea was to bring beauty and green space within urban areas to encourage civility and calmness. He helped to reserve some land along the north side of the Bow River with the idea of connecting green spaces with a beautiful boulevard of trees. That boulevard is what we now know as Memorial Drive. Pierce also opened an experimental tree farm where he tested various trees to see which ones lasted best in Calgary's climate. He then passed his findings along to citizens, encouraging them to beautify their own land by planting their own trees. The federal government actually recognizes William Pierce as the owner of the first tree farm in Western Canada. The very first civic tree farm existed where Central Memorial Park is today, right downtown at 1221 2nd Street Southwest. And if the name William Pierce sounds familiar, that's likely due to Pierce Estate Park, which was indeed named after Pierce and is the very land where he once had a homestead. He donated this land to the city and that park is now a 15 hectare area full of trees, amazing rapids, wetlands and a fish hatchery. In 1895, Calgary introduced a city tree planting program that saw more trees planted along Calgary's main roads and five years later, a tree protection program came into effect. This is when the city really started marketing the planting of trees as well. It appears as though these programs worked, as Calgary now has plenty of trees and many phenomenal green spaces. Although it is amazing to consider that just over 100 years ago, Calgary hardly had a single tree. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m mountain time at x929.ca and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use later X After Hours a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio like f they're gonna say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.